Welcome back to Bet Some, Get Some. My name is Matthew, your host as usual. And in this episode, we're going to be covering Thursday Night Football, NFL Week 6, and College Football Week 7. We are more than halfway through the college football season. Bittersweet, but you know, it's a great year in college football. I'm enjoying it tremendously. And overall, in this show, we are just over 80% correct on our gambling picks this year. And, you know, that's as good as it gets. You can't ask for more than that. I might give you more than that, but you can't ask for more than that. We're doing well. We're making money. And get this. It gets better. I'm going to start the show and end the show with pretty much guaranteed picks here. Pretty much it is 100% guaranteed. Pretty much. And in between, really fine selections as well. So let's get right into it. The Chiefs and Broncos. You know, sometimes football is pretty simple. You don't need stats. You just need eyes and a lot of watch time. Sean Payton's ego last week against the New York Jets, uh, it was molested. He has a molested ego. You know, it's really sad what happened to him, but he deserves it. You know, I mean, last in the offseason, what did he say? He said Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator for the Jets. He was the head coach of the Broncos last year. He said, this guy did one of the worst head coaching jobs in NFL history. I, I don't know how it could get so bad. And he talked trash about the New York Jets and how they were talking too much and making too much of a show out of their football operations. And what happened? The New York Jets, led by Zach Wilson, spanked the tush of Sean Payton's Denver Broncos. It was unbelievable. And I don't know if you saw, but after the game was over, the Broncos lose 20 to 31. Sean Payton goes to shake the hand of head coach of the New York Jets, Robert Sala. And if you if you look and if you listen very closely, you can hear Robert Sala say, "Because I deserve it." Uh, which was, you know, a little bit overkill for me, but that's what he said. And you know what? Sean Payton sort of deserved that. Like I said, his ego went molested, and it's going to take a long time for him to recover from that. Five days and four nights is not enough. He's going to have to play tomorrow on Thursday Night Football, and he's going to be in rough shape. That really has nothing to do with the bet, but I wanted to talk about it. The Broncos' defense is so terrible. You know, just really atrocious, but their offense is capable. Russell Wilson is a he's, a, he's a mock. He's a mock quarterback. M-O-C, man of Christ quarterback. What did I say about men of Christ quarterbacks? They're the same each and every week. What you get from them each and every week is what you're going to get from them. They're consistent and beautiful because their identity is not associated with football. They don't care about the noise. They don't care about the criticisms because they're not men of football. They're men of Christ. You know, that's where their identity lies. So it allows them to be who they are each and every week because their whole li- the, the eggs of their life is not all in the football basket. They're grounded, which allows them to be consistent. You're going to get at least 20 points from the Denver Broncos tomorrow against the Chiefs. Yep, actually, um, today is more appropriate. You'll be listening to it, to this show on Thursday. Um, so... You know, the Broncos, they have at least 20 points that they're going to score on offense. They have just an atrocious defense, and they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the best offenses of the last, you know, better part of the decade in the NFL. 
we're going to go over here. The over-under is 50 and a half points. That's easy. We are going to go over here. That's pretty much guaranteed. And also, this is as close to a rivalry game, game excuse me, as you get in the NFL. Both teams are going to bring it, and that counts for a little bit more than just a regular game. The Chiefs have an excellent offense. They're going to score a lot of points with or without Mr. Pfizer, Travis Kelsey. And, um, you know, Mahomes is in excellent condition. That is a recipe as easy as you can get over 50 and a half. Book it. Let's move on to USC and Notre Dame. These are college football picks for the rest of the show. Notre Dame, two and a half point favorite. Right off the bat, your feeling is you want to go with that. But hold on. You know, I watched USC play this last game against Arizona. Triple overtime against really a lukewarm Arizona team. They're not great. They have this freshman quarterback came out of nowhere and really lit it up. But that's more of a criticism of USC's defense versus a compliment to his play. I'm sure he'll be fine, but, you know, that's really what it was. I want to take Notre Dame. But I watched Caleb Williams beat an Arizona team that USC really should not have beaten. They didn't deserve it. They they didn't come out with any spunk. But Caleb Williams, he's got one of those, he's like a Tebow with talent. Some people just have that ability to will a W. They can will a win. And Caleb Williams just did that. You know, you look at the last um, two-point conversion that they scored that ultimately won them the game against Arizona in triple overtime. It was a stupid play call. All of their linemen shifted out to the you know the left side of the field. Caleb Williams ran right. It should not have worked, but he's just got it. You know, time and time again in that game, even though USC did not deserve to win, Caleb Williams just made something happen. He's got it. He's the Tebow with talent. He's really good, but also when his team shouldn't win, he just has that will to make it happen. Sam Hartman, though, he's got the zhuzh as well. You know, it had a tough break for them the last few weeks. Really brutal stretch of schedule. You know, they got to Ohio State, they got Duke, and then they have Louisville, which is no slouch. And, um, you know, a lot of people would say Notre Dame is down and out. But this is Sam Hartman's last hurrah in college football. He's a little too small for the NFL. He's probably not going to make the NFL. And because of that, he's one of those dudes that's going to absorb every second he's got of college football. He's a thirsty man in the desert who found a bottle of Dasani, and he's going to savor that bottle of Dasani until the bottle is bone dry. You know, that's what he is going to do with the remaining time he's got as a college football athlete. He's going to give it everything he's got. Notre Dame has the better defense. You know, I think they have a better running game. They're favored to win. They should win. The weather is not SoCal weather. <laughs> you know, you, you watch uh, Southern California practice, a video leaked. They got coaches spraying balls with a hose so that their punt returners can get some practice catching a ball that's wet. Uh, the weather's going to be about 50 degrees and rainy in South Bend, Indiana. But, by God, I just don't know because Caleb Williams has that, uh, when it's time to win, he's just got it. So let's not mess around with deciding who's going to win this game. Very tempting to choose Notre Dame plus two and a half. Also very tempting to go with USC just because they can score a lot of points. And, you know, ah, it's tough. So let's stay away from predicting who's going to win the game. And let's go with what we know. 
USC, bad defense against an Arizona team. They allowed a ton of points. Caleb Williams and that offense can score a ton of points. So they concede a lot. They score a lot. The over-under here is 60.5 points. Let's go over. Let's do that. Let's stick with it. Let's go over 60.5. Feel real good about that. USC's day of reckoning is going to come, by the way. But it is not going to come by Catholics. Moving on. Washington and Oregon. A West Coast showdown. My goodness gracious. Woo! Is this going to be a good game? I talked about it before, but, you know, when a star is dying, up in the sky, a star is on its last kaput, it shines brighter than it's ever shined before. It's a phenomenon of science. And this is the last Pac-12 matchup for the Ducks and Huskies in a great rivalry game, a really underrated rivalry game. This is going to be a spiritual event. This is going to be that star that shines brightest before its demise. It's going to be special. It's going to be a great show. Oregon, let's talk some stats here. Number one, yards per play in the nation. Who's number two? University of Washington. University of Washington, though, is 90th in the nation in rushing offense. They're going to pass a lot. What does that mean? Slow clock. This is not going to be a fast game. A lot of passes, incomplete passes, the clock stops, you know, beautiful things. Slow clock, big plays. That's what you get with University of Washington. They don't run a lot, but they throw a lot, and goodness gracious, are they good at throwing the deep balls. Got some great wide receivers. UW does not have an excellent defense, by the way. Number 62 in the nation. Oregon, way more balanced. Solid defense, number six in the nation. And Oregon is number eight rushing offense in the U.S. of A. Now, here's where experience comes into play. You know, sometimes in sports gambling, you can look at a lot of data. You can be well-studied. But here's where experience is important. Go back to Madden 05. What does Ray Lewis say before you press the start button to begin a beautiful gaming experience? Defense wins championships. And this game is going to take a championship effort to win. Who's got the better defense? That's Oregon. Number two, when it comes down to the little nitty gritty things that's going to win you a football game, when two teams are clashing and they're so good, both of them so good, and you're just looking for any type of edge to help you decide who's going to win this game, well, you look for things like who's got a left-handed quarterback? Michael Penix is a left-handed quarterback for University of Washington. When in doubt, go with the right-handed quarterback. For whatever reason, left-handed quarterbacks, you got to knock off a few points, a few confidence points. This game's going to be special. It's going to take a championship effort to win this game. And because of the left-handed quarterback, because of the less good defense, take Oregon plus two and a half, and take the over 67 and a half points. It's going to be a high-scoring game, but that parlay, Oregon plus two and a half and over 67 and a half, that's plus 264 value, and you're going to get your money back. Believe that. This is going to be a special game, but it is Oregon's turn to win, and they're going to win the final Pac-12 rivalry between University of Washington 
and University of Oregon. By the way, UW sucks, man. You know, I had a 3.7 and they rejected me three different times. Twice undergrad, once grad school. And you know what? I don't want them anymore. I don't like them anymore. It's a great campus though. It really is. Now, I'm going to leave it there. You know, I'm very bitter about that, but whatever. I'll leave it there. Michigan, Indiana. Michigan is a 34-point favorite and for good reason. Advice from Uncle Matthew here. Usually, you don't want to bet on games with this much of a favorite. 34 points, that's a lot. That's a lot of points, and it's irresponsible to bet on a game where, you know, you feel pretty good about it, but a 34-point favorite, that's a lot. Dare I say too much? You know, here's what it's like. It's like being at a party and all your friends are trying heroin just once and somebody says, you know, just try this one time. You only live one time. You want to get a myriad of experiences under your belt before you die. You can't get addicted off one hit of heroin. Your chances of overdose are slim to none. This is pre-fentanyl days. All things, you know, in this regard are probably true. You're probably not going to get addicted to heroin just once. You pro- you know, if it's just regular heroin, your chances of overdosing are slim to none. But here's the thing. It's still unbelievably irresponsible to risk it and try heroin just once. You know, it could lead to a horrific habit, a horrific outcome. You don't want to do it. Same thing with taking a team that's a 34-point favorite like Michigan is over Indiana. It's a bad move. You know, it could lead down to really serious betting issues, irresponsible betting decisions down the line. Probably shouldn't do it, but I'm going to do it here. I'm going to try it just once. Just once I'm going to try it. Here's why. Michigan, if you want to beat them, you have to have Olympic level lactic acid threshold. Don't have time to explain what lactic acid is. You should know it as a sports fan. To beat Michigan, you have to have exceptional lactic acid threshold. To beat Michigan, you're running a marathon, 26.2 miles straight uphill. How's your lactic acid threshold? It better be Olympic level. Michigan, unbelievable at rotating exceptional player after exceptional player. They hit you, they hit you again. And, you know, you get in a scenario like with Rutgers. What did I say? The best bet was plus 14 Rutgers in the first half because Michigan is going to beat you up before they really destroy you. I'll compare it to this. Do you remember when Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather were boxing each other? Las Vegas said that uh, Floyd Mayweather was going to take out McGregor in like nine and a half rounds. And what happened? Mayweather let McGregor hang around the first five or six rounds. He let him punch himself out. Uh, Mayweather, boom, 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 back away, boom, 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 back away. And he let Conor McGregor get exhausted. Why? Because Floyd Mayweather has unbelievable skill, Michigan's got that, and unbelievable lactic acid threshold. He doesn't get tired. Neither does Michigan. Michigan is going to steamroll Indiana. It's going to start a little slow. They're going to beat them down, get them tired, and then when the second half starts, it's going to be in in obliteration. going to be very hard to watch. Indiana against mediocre teams this year. They've allowed five rushing yards per attempt. You can't do that against Michigan. And when you're tired and you're beat down and you're going up against an offensive line that is stronger than you, when you're going up against a defensive line that's more just beastly than you, 
You get demoralized after, you know, 15, 30 minutes and you just can't hang anymore and you get beat by 40, 50 points. That's what's going to happen to Indiana. It's going to be a massacre. Oh, is it going to be bad? Michigan, in this case, you take them as 34-point favorites and you don't look back. We got two more bets here. Very quickly, UCLA and Oregon State. UCLA on paper has a top 10 defense, but only on paper. They've not played anybody outside of Washington State University, Coastal Carolina, North Carolina Central, San Diego State, Utah without their quarterback. You know, basically they played Utah without any quarterback. And uh, Wazoo is the only decent team there. Many people think Wazoo was an impressive win for UCLA, but consider this. I know a really good engineer, a really, really good computer engineer. He can code like nobody's business, but his brain power, all of it went to engineering type of smarts. And what do I mean by that? He doesn't have a lot of function outside of just knowing how to code on the computer. He smells really bad. Nothing in his brain says, hey dude, you should shower every day or maybe every other day. His brain doesn't go there. His brain goes computer, numbers, coding, coding. That's All the resources in his head are diverted to that one thing. Nothing else. Not personality, not showering, nothing. And that's Wazoo. They're really good at the short passing game. The air raid, they're very good at but they're not really good at anything else. They're like that great engineer who's stinky because his brain is not balanced. To be great at college football, you have to be balanced. Wazoo cannot run block. They don't know how to do it. Their linemen only know how to pass block. I think they had something like 17 yards rushing in that in the game against UCLA. You can't do that and expect to have a, an undefeated season. You know, Oregon State, though, was well-balanced. They're very good. Maybe instead of making $300,000 a year like that stinky engineer does, well, maybe they make, you know, $150,000 a year. Great career, but they're well-balanced. Beautiful girlfriend, you know, great social life. They do interesting things. Well-balanced life. That's who Oregon State is. Great at running, great at passing. Every team Oregon State has beat, they've beat by more than four points, and they are a four-point favorite against UCLA. This game is to show UCLA a little bit of revenge for the situation they have put Oregon State and Washington State in. It's going to be a balanced beatdown. They have a young freshman quarterback, doesn't know quite what he's doing yet. He's going to be good, but he is not good. If UCLA wants to win this game, they're going to have to do it in a shootout. And Dante Moore does not have that in him at this point in his career. Give me Oregon State minus four. And finally, the second lock of the week. This is all but guaranteed. Wyoming at Air Force. Wyoming is a 10 and a half point underdog against the mighty Air Force team. And uh, that's just too much points. Air Force is good. Number one in the country in rushing. Over 300 yards per game in rushing. Wyoming, though, is excellent in rushing themselves. They're good. They're a good rushing team. Great defensive team. Here's what this is. This is a battle of love and country. Air Force knows how to play for something bigger than themselves. I mean, really, they do. But Wyoming, like I've said before, there's nothing in Laramie. It's an awful place. The altitude is so so high up, it gives you nosebleeds. It gives you migraines. There's livestock, but nothing else. It's a really ugly, dirty... It's not dirty. It's just an ugly town. It's a town I never want to go back to. And when you go to a town like that to play football... 
You love football. You love it. This is a battle of country versus love. Both of these teams know how to play for something greater than the individual. They're going to give everything to dirty, gritty defense. They're going to make Air Force. Wyoming is going to make Air Force just earn every yard. And it's going to be a great matchup. Air Force, I think, is going to win this game. They're a very good team, but they're going to have to do it running, all running. And that takes a lot of time. Wyoming has a really good coach, longest tenured coach in Wyoming history. He's going to have a game plan that's going to take away the run as much as possible, try to force Air Force to throw their way to a victory. Wyoming is no slouch. They're going to keep coming at this Air Force team, and I think they're outmatched from a talent perspective. I think it's going to be almost impossible to beat this Air Force team uh, if you're Wyoming, but they're not going to lose by 10 and a half points. I can guarantee you that. The clock is going to move very fast. These are both rushing teams. And like I said, both of these teams on the ground are going to have to earn every single inch that they get. What does that mean? That means the clock is going to tick and it's going to tick fast. This is going to be an almost exclusive running type of game. And the talent on both sides is close enough where Air Force will not be able to beat Wyoming by more than 10 and a half points. This is pretty much a guaranteed bet. Take Wyoming plus 10 and a half. That's it. That's the show. This is Bet Some Get Some. Stay tuned for NFL Week 6 bets coming very soon. God bless you and talk to you later. This is Bet Some Get Some.